0: mimics the appearance of a predator that they know from the Australian Outback, the keyboard cobra, which is a thin snake with a wide, flat head with keys on it.
1: All right. Have we, uh, are we ready? (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, podcast number 34. I'm your host, Brian. Brian. Yes. Uh, 43. 43. Did I say 44? I'm getting ahead of you myself. Said, you said 34. 34. There's C, my dyslexia, and we will talk about that later. Welcome to podcast 43. With me tonight, of course, is Mac. Hey. Correcting me, the, keeping the me correcter. honest. And uh, we've got Eric here this evening. Hello. And, of course, Kimberly. Hey, everybody. And Ian. Greetings everyone. And our special guest skeptic from the Soon to Be Curious Skeptics podcast, Misty. Hello. Hello. I didn't say your last name. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to. Oh, no. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> okay. Misty White is with us this evening. How is everybody doing? Very well. Well. I may Uh-oh. have a slight cold. Oh. Well, that's that's too bad. Yeah, it's not not enjoyable. And Ian I'm doing all right. Good. And Misty, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. All right. So we've got we've got a lot going on. Ian, did you put this in about our Facebook page? Yeah. All right. So uh, tell us about it.
2: Well, you were the one that started us, but um, we've been getting a lot of activity on the Facebook page. It's been good. Brian's been trying to post regularly there. I've um joined in a couple of things, but it's actually good to see our listeners checking it out and putting their opinions and stuff. We love to hear from you. Even if, you know, we don't necessarily agree, it's still actually great to have the exchanges. Um, Brian was the one saying that actually helped him because, um, he was looking at some other point of views he didn't think about, so.
1: Well, yeah, it was good. Um, I think it was a friend of yours that was, um, that we were ah. going back and forth with, and Misty and I were, uh, having a conversation with him. And it, for the most part, it stayed pretty cordial. Um, there was a tinge of ad hominem, but for the most part, it was, it was fine. And, um, and it was a good discussion, and I think it ended, you know, at a point where it was pretty natural to end that conversation. So uh, then we, of course, we continued the discussion with Dale that we had started last time. Your dad, Ian. Yeah. And uh, so that and that and that was fun. So yeah. So I, and I've been trying to post things there, um, you know, daily that I come across, and so. Um, it, and we
2: made all our listeners do the same you have something that you think is interesting throw it up there yeah
1: absolutely well in fact one of the better articles up there this week are was it last week Eric when did you post that up there about the homeopathy spill that was superb I thought that was absolutely great that
2: was uh, a week ago i guess yeah
1: so and that was pretty funny
2: and if it's good enough it'll end up on the on podcast we love to you know yeah, where did they steal that from them.
1: Well, it doesn't even have to be good enough. We'll put anything (laughs) on this show. All right. So we've got a lot of uh, things happening locally. Um, And uh, Kimberly, this looks like a a lot of you here.
3: Yeah. um, Well, I'm taking a lot of stuff from the meetup group. I wanted to talk real quick about uh, the Denver Atheist hosted Eudaimonia 3 uh, yesterday. And uh, Eudaimonia is a Greek term that means living the good life. Group of skeptics, atheists met up at a restaurant and um, just talked about the different components of of living well and what it meant to be um, an atheist and you know kind of taking it beyond just the philosophical and how does it translate into the practical life. Um, our friend Eric Meir was um, from the Atheist for Humanity uh, charity, which you can still donate to, by the way, um, was leading the discussion. And it broke into a whole bunch of great discussions about different things, about raising kids and school boards. And, um, you know, just, again, translating some of those, the things that come out, not necessarily come out of atheism, because atheism really is just a... A non-belief in God, but what else we have in common, and what we can do to to make our lives better. So that's the third one he's had. He started them a couple of months ago, and I've attended all of them. They've been great discussions. All right. Uh, it sounds like there'll be a four at some point. Um, right. So look out for that on Meetup. The next one is um, Mid-
1: actually Misty is is the next one. We'll just let her take this one.
4: Yes. Yeah, I could talk oh, about this Oh, that's the brazzo. The brazzo. Brazzo yeah that is on the 24th um for the meetup i set it up for noon but pretty much it's an all-day thing you can go whenever you want i think it goes to like five or six or something like that um but he's going to be i can't remember the location at this point it's a hotel i didn't look that up before the podcast <laughs> um but yeah he's just going to stand there and stare at people as always
1: well yeah I- we, we've talked about we talked about brazo last time he was here and If you haven't been, you should go once for the experience because it is quite the experience, so...
0: Well, I'm not gonna be able to make that one. But uh if one of you could carry a picture of me in your wallet,
1: we'll make, yeah, we'll so, that he,
0: so that Brazo's gaze cures my
1: cold. That's true, because Bratzo can get all, all you need to take with you is a picture and that's he'll so heal everybody through those pictures. So we'll so so we can get Miss uh Misty a whole bunch of pictures to take with her. And of course they can be on her phone and while the phone is off, Bratzo's energy is so strong that it can still act on those pictures. So any pictures that are on Misty's phone at that time will also they will also get a healing exactly Actually. I
4: can imagine so if there are other people that can and want to go please do because I have a theory but I need more eyes to look around so do you need me to
1: go with you I wasn't going to go but
4: I, I, w- I would like more people I only right. have uh, me and another person going at this point um so I need people that I can trust to kind of eyeball the crowd to see what's going on.
1: Well, I don't mind. I, you know, I've been there once, so I don't mind looking around at the crowd. So, I'm, okay, I'll come with you and help. Okay. Well, cool. I wasn't gonna go, but if you, but if you, but if, but if you've got a, uh, if you've got a sting operation going, I'm with you.
4: Kind of. I'm hoping to see something, and I'll let you know more later on. Okay.
1: Very good. Then I, then I'll go if that's if that's what you're doing. Okay. I didn't know that that's what was going on. I thought we were just going again for the experience. But if you got a purpose, I'm there.
4: Well, originally that wasn't the thing, but I've been doing some research and mm. I kind of have a theory. So. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well,
1: I'm 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 down for helping you with that. Okay. Okay. Um. Of course. And you know, we don't. Ha- we're missing one on here. Um. There's a psychic fair going on at ISIS. Is that right? Oh, I didn't yes. see that on
4: the. Uh, I board. Isn't it on the meetup?
1: Did we not do a meetup for that, Missy?
4: I didn't do the meetup. Oh. I put I put it on the IIG Facebook.
1: Oh, account. you did. Okay. We should probably do a separate meetup for that. Okay, so we'll, we'll do, we need to do that too. And of course, IIG Colorado is coming up, uh, Saturday, uh, September 24th, um, at five o'clock and we'll be getting together. And you know, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen there. You know, we, um, uh, we need to decide what, uh, kind of how we want to proceed with that group. And so if, if people have ideas and would like to be part of that, they should come and, uh, and let us know what what we what kind of things they think we should be doing. We, we're we're trying to get some speakers and stuff. Um, it's moving slowly, but we are you know persisting and keeping it going. Um, and of course, we, I just turned in the paperwork for that, and um, and we'll be getting our um, our initial funds check from uh, uh, the Center for Inquiry, so they they've right. confirmed that that's coming to us. So uh, so that is moving forward. So I'm I'm looking forward to being able to do some investigations and stuff with them.
3: Good deal. Yeah, I apologize. I have I've been a little out of pocket lately. I'll miss this one, unfortunately, oh. but uh, I'm still on board. Uh, don't take my absences. Uh, don't read into it. It's just been some
1: busy weeks. All right. Well, you're vice chair. You can't leave me now.
3: I know. I know who will who will take care of the vice if I'm not there.
1: I don't know. I and and you've got to take care of all the vices, which and I'll get you a list of beers. We'll be good for that. <laughs> all right. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. We got next? And
3: next on the list, um, the following day, Sunday, the twenty fifth, uh, the Denver Atheist Meeting up group is doing an end of summer party Um, sounds like they're just getting together at Wash Park Um, so that should be fun, it seems pretty open bring your own stuff, have a good time Um, other things I wanted to mention there's two Cafe Side 2's coming up, the Cafe Side 2 are held over at Brooklyn's right next to the Pepsi Center, Um, I haven't seen the The meetups for Cafe Psi One, those are handled over at the Wine Coop. They're separate but similar. Um, So there's a presentation on Monday the 26th about dung beetles, which doesn't sound great, but is supposed to be wildly interesting anyway. And then one that I think will be really interesting and, and I would encourage people to go to is a talk on evolution uh the following month and that's going to be all the way down at October twenty fourth. But Cafe Science is or scientifique is is always a good time. I would absolutely encourage anybody who's a, a skeptic at all. Um, you get to learn stuff, you get to be around a good group of people. And it's more than just the atheists and the skeptics. It's not the the usual crowd we see. Um it brings in people from a lot more. So definitely encourage you to go to that.
1: And uh, and, uh Yeah, the next ahead. one is uh Tim Minchin. Is gonna be at the Boulder Theater on October 9th. I guess he's there for a couple of days, but we'll be going on Sunday, uh, Sunday evening to, to see Tim Mention. You got Tim tickets? Mentioned. I don't yet, but I, 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 need to get them.
3: Okay. Yeah, I've got mine. Okay. Um, I'm pretty excited about that one. I didn't know he was in for a few days. I thought it was a one night only uh, show. I
1: went and looked and it looks like there's, uh, there's a, I thought there was another show. I oh, think, that's I, awesome. Yeah, so I think he's here for, uh, he's doing a couple shows here. I he's amazing.
3: Um, yeah, I've never cool. seen him live, but, uh, Cannot tell you how much I'm looking forward to it.
1: All right. So, Cafe Site 2. Yeah, that's the evolution okay. one. All right. So,
3: I skipped around a little bit on our and sheet. Then and ask then, Ask an Atheist. Ask an Atheist 3. So, um, I've been talking about this and I really need to get my shit together. That's And what you said last I promised time. last time I would and I didn't. So, um, but All I right. just got made uh, an assistant organizer on Denver Atheist, so I can put up meetings a lot easier now. Good. And um, so we'll be doing this sometime in October and, um, and talking about it some more and getting some strategies together and what we want to do. So okay. um, that will be coming up.
1: All right. You know, I was. I going to say that Tim mentioned is general seating, right? Or do you? Buy- uh, no, I got no. specific seats. Oh,
3: oh. I think there might be a an area that is open seating. Okay. At the Boulder Theater, I know sometimes they do that um, right. for different shows, but we we've actually got some seats.
1: All right, I should have bought tickets with you. Been in a group. Uh,
3: I didn't know who would be interested. I I know oh. I've been following him on YouTube for a while.
1: now. Yeah, so have I. All right, so let's move on. And let's um, – so the next thing that we've got is the uh, Holy Hormones account, And this was sent to us by uh, uh, Brian Walsh uh, from the Rational Alchemy podcast. And so um, these uh, – he does a um, – his ra- – Rational Alchemy um, is on a radio – is on the uh, Greeley radio station, the Greeley uh, uh, – It's from Fort Collins. Yeah, Fort Collins. I'm sorry. Fort Collins. Um, and they have kind of a – what is it? It's like NPR um, type of deal. That's And um, And And – they are uh, so these people are on the same network as him so and this came to his attention and so basically what this is um when you read this to me i mean they they're specifically targeting the hpv vaccine which unfortunately i don't know enough about and i was trying to do some research on this before we got started and everything that i'm reading i mean it, it i, I I'm not sure how to take it. I went to the CDC's website and I, and I can't confirm any of the things that people are saying about the vaccination, but there, but people are saying that the, this particular vaccination, um, that 82% of the people that are getting it are having adverse effects. And so I'm like, well, I, but I can't find out if that's true or not. Um, that would seem awfully high. Um, yeah, especially so those, given
3: the thousands of um, right. vaccines being uh, given.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I that think would... that they're, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Eric.
0: I was just kidding. Yeah, that would definitely have made a lot more major news if us, 80%. Well,
1: that Yeah, so I think that they are messing with the statistics somehow, and I don't exactly know what they're doing. And I was hoping to get a straight answer from the CDC, but it's not there. Um Or I haven't – I should say I haven't found it yet. What do they consider adverse effects? Well, I see, mean, that is such a general generic term. Well, that's the other problem with the article that I read is that it it, it – Didn't detail what the effects were because is it 82% but like they get a rash? Yeah. Or is there's it, some
4: rumors that it's been causing death, and there's also rumors yeah. that it's been outlawed in some countries.
1: Right, and that's on this um, on this webpage that you know this one particular girl died from this vaccine, and I, and of course I can't verify died that either.
3: Shortly after getting the vaccine,
1: which makes me suspicious. Just the wording, I, I, I. It's well, the
0: whole the whole thing is basically kind of an appeal to emotion. Absolutely. it's 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 going with the it's it's the sisterhood thing. It's basically saying. You know, this is dedicated to all those who have, who have dealt with anything like this, which is pretty much everybody.
1: Right. But one of the interesting things on their side, it says, we believe in science-based medicine. Our primary goal is to provide the information necessary for you to make an informed decision, regardless of uh, regarding your health and wellness wellness beliefs. This is the same kind of rhetoric that we see from other anti-vaxxers as well, who who they're saying, well, well, we just are giving out information, even though they are anti-vaxxers. They they don't want to claim they're anti-vaxxers, but yet this that kind that's the kind of rhetoric that they use to do it. And we saw this a lot from the um um the organization out of Australia the um, Australian Vaccination Network, and and they used the same kind of wording, you know, that they were just providing, it. they were just in a place for information, albeit everything else that you read is complete anti-vaccination. And this particular site, and I think that they have a religious bent, looks like to me, um, Well, I'm looking,
4: I found a link on an ABC uh, news website on August 19th, 2009. It says there was 32 deaths associated with... It, uh, that's in 2009. I don't know what it's been since then.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, so. And
4: again, when they say that
3: it's 32 deaths, I mean that's just really tough to read. For example, on here, there's the um, I don't know if you saw the letter from 91409, uh, letter to Dr. Margaret Hamburg. Uh, it's a mother whose daughter died shortly after um shortly shortly after she had the vaccine and and that's tragic don't get me wrong it sounds like it's a a very un they don't know what happened and in fact she says in here if i could quote sadly she died um Let's see. Sadly, she died in the shower, and to this day, I do not know the reason why she died, as her autopsy report states, quote, death unknown. Megan was very active and healthy young lady prior to, to Gardas- Gardasil, and I truly believe in my heart that she would have been here today if she had not been vaccinated. Okay. The first she part that an says that, yeah, the first part said reason, cause of death unknown, and then in her heart, she knows it was the Gardasil. Well, that is not causation. Yeah. That call
0: is anecdotal. Right. That sounds like Jenny McCarthy's mommy sense.
2: This sounds like a parent who has no answers and is pointing the finger at whatever is convenient.
1: Exactly. And we see a lot of that in the NAVACS community because these people feel so powerless, and I sympathize with them. But you don't get to choose what it was.
3: Absolutely, yeah, and it's, it, we're going to be talking about this some more today, about how you, you know, actually back up evidence of what you believe and stuff. But, I mean, this poor girl, again, I feel terrible that she died. So suddenly, after you know, so young and for no given reason, she did a thousand different events, I'm sure, in the day before her death. But and just any, on a, you know,
4: to take yeah. the devil's advocate side of it, just because there's all the anti-vaccination people out there, it doesn't mean that there isn't a link. Because there are a lot of times with medications, it can take sometimes a couple of decades for the link to be realized and for them to finally say, oh, yes, you know, there is a link between this and whatever adverse effect that is coming up now. There are a lot of um, psycho uh, medications, uh, psych- psychological medications for depression and things like that. That was the case. It took about 10 years for them to realize that some of them actually increased the rate of suicide. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's true. I mean, certainly there is a risk to vaccines and, and they do all the best testing they can, but not until they put it in, you know, out into the population, do they really get back better statistics. And if there is a problem, and we've seen this with other vaccines that they've had to, you know, bring them back in and, and, you know, and recalibrate them. Um, so if that is going on here, hopefully that will happen, but it's hard yeah. to tell based on what we're reading.
3: It is. And this, this website clearly has an agenda. Um, right. that's not to say that they're wrong. Uh, To to your point, I mean, although, again, this is very common rhetoric for the anti-vaxxers and they've been proven wrong everywhere else. So I think the burden of proof is on them. They can't just conjecture this. They've conjectured before and been wrong. I think we have fairly good reason to assume they're wrong again. I also, there was an article on here I thought was really interesting and I can't find it now that talked about them sending, oh, here it is, um, where they're talking about, um, this is 82911, where they found recombinant, recombinant, I'm not saying it right, sorry. Uh, recombinant. Thank you. HPV DNA found on multiple samples of the garter cell, and they said they sent all these samples, and indeed there was HPV DNA there. It, it's a vaccine. Doesn't that mean that they're basically injecting you with a weak form of HPV so that your body knows how to fight it when it actually gets it?
1: It's going right. to be weak or dead. I don't know if it's a live vaccine or not. Sometimes they have they do weakened ones, and we see that for the flu. We saw that uh, for swine flu. We saw a weakened vaccine and we also saw, it, saw a dead vaccine. Um okay. so so there's two types of vaccines that they could be using. Um and but it is going to have DNA. There 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 will be DNA from the HPV and Right. So the
3: conclusion from this one said that they sent 13 samples from 13 different lots and one hundred percent of them had HPV DNA huh? and okay. yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of like having that fire truck be red, isn't it I mean yeah of course there's DNA of HPV that's it's a vaccine I, I like it just seems like one of those articles that's like <laughs> it's stating the obvious and making it sound ominous you' grape
0: <laughs> DNA in wine yeah thank right, you
3: exactly. yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> how'd that happen so, again, it even... really makes it, makes it sketchy to, to buy anything. Again, I'm making assumptions here. I'm no scientist. I don't know vaccine stuff. But that just seems like a duh.
1: Well, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Misty.
4: Oh, I was just saying some of the vaccinations that they're starting to do now are genetically modified versions of whatever they're vaccinating against. So, yeah, you're going to have the DNA of the virus or whatever they're vaccinating yeah. against.
1: So, bottom line is we should listen to their show and see where they're coming from. I know that Brian has concerns about the about these um, about this group, and he's also concerned that he has a science-based show on the same network, and so he'd like people to check it out. And if they need to be challenged, we should call in and challenge them. But I haven't listened to the show yet, so I I don't know. Anything else?
4: I did find on this. Oh, sorry, sorry. There you go (laughs) ahead. on the CDC's site, I did find that they say 12,424 reports of adverse events to the HPVC vaccination um, through December 2008.
1: But that doesn't tell so. me how many they gave out.
4: Um, it says 23 million doses. Okay. So yeah, that's pretty it should,
1: low. It should be monitored like any vaccination. So
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. All right. So um, I, I told you all I would give my review of God No, Signs you Might Be an Atheist, and other magical tales.
3: And I've got God No uh, on hold at the library. Okay. I'm like number 19 of 27 in the Denver system. So don't give away the surprise ending, okay? No spoilers. Well,
1: okay. So I won't tell you that he dropped his cock in a blow dryer. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Poor chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, it was a it was a fun read, and a lot of it is about atheism, but a lot of it is just him kind of dialoguing about um, things that he that he has done, and it was it was a lot of fun. And I realized from the title, I'm sorry, there's no links there. I'll put links in later. <laughs> um, it, it was a fun book. I, I I enjoyed it, but the better book that I read, and I, when I say better, I, I don't it. It was, uh, this one was science based and it was talking about super crunchers. And it was talking about people who, who started to take statistics and use statistics in place of where, where, you know, human, I guess, experience and anecdote was usually in play, such as, um, uh, when you were to out getting p pe- uh, scouting for people for a baseball team and it's funny because Moneyball is, is out now and he and he refers to to moneyball and what happened in that particular situation um, and so he's and then another he talks about another gentleman who was looking for statistics and trends um, so that he could show which wines would be best based on which year and when and it was actually at this point looks like he was fairly successful in predicting those because he predicted them back from um, from the 90s and 92 and he he said that all the wines in '92 were going to be very good, but '91 would be even better. And he was looking at—I'm uh, sure it was a red of some sort, because a white was But anyway, so he, so the book talks about generally in it, um, about how how humans are really bad at making those kinds of judgments a lot of times, and how by adding in what these super crunchers are doing and and taking those statistics that by by using them, we can make better decisions. And it. It doesn't completely take the, the human out of it, right? There's still a human equation in there, but by using, um, what these people are generating that, and using this massive database, we can make, you know, doctors better. We can make, you know, better baseball teams. We can make better wines. We can, all these things that we can make better by utilizing these kinds of numbers and, and how these types of numbers in and of themselves will outperform humans trying to do the same thing. So it was, um, it was a good read. I enjoyed it. I'd recommend it. And if you Ooh, want to just know, added it to my hold list yes that is a good idea i I really enjoyed it it goes along with um the other book that I read um where mistakes were made but not by me and it taught and it talks a little bit more even more bluntly about how humans are um, oh. make flawed decisions based on what they think is evidence
4: cognitive dissonance is very strong
1: yes yes it is all right are we ready to move on here and the
3: moment we've all been waiting the for. We,
1: yes, we are going to analyze my psychic reading. Not analyze me, my reading. <laughs> Got it, guys?
3: <laughs> I don't know. There's some good material for a little bit of psychoanalysis.
1: <laughs> we can we we can psychoanalyze me too. Um, okay. So what I, what I've done is I've broken this up into chunks, and the first chunk is the is the longest because it had the most I don't know vague gibberish. And then, and then it kind of gets you know a little bit better from there. But um, we went to the uh, to the fair a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about that. And I got a psychic rating, and uh, Misty recorded it. And so, unfortunately, the recording is not fantastic. So I will, when we put this in uh, the episode out, the, these chunks are we're, we're going to put them in there, um, and hopefully that they'll be listen listenable and not too bad. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and play this first piece. And I know it's going to be difficult to be quiet, but let's let it play so that we can have a discussion about this section of audio. Is that okay with everybody? Yes. Right. Sounds good? All right. Okay.
5: Hey, what is the
1: name of the deck you're using? Morgan Greer. Is that the Greer deck? Okay. That yeah. yeah, is? I think so. Okay.
5: Stick those things on your head.
1: Okay.
5: All right. Oh, wow. Oh, tech? oh, so that we can hear. Oh, we can hear. Oh, my name's Brian. Hey, what's up? Just here, enjoying the fan. Well, like why
1: are you here? Why are you doing this I mean, meeting? Why do you want to? Oh, I would like to just see if if um, you can tell me Probably I, not. Probably not? Who's the optimist now? Well, I don't
5: know. We'll find <laughs> out. What uh what are you doing in your life these
1: days? Well, I, you know, working. Doing what? Uh, I'm a uh, geophysical
5: technician. Geophysical technician? Okay. How's your life going in general? Good. This wheel, it says it's turning up. This wheel of fortune is about good things about to happen. Okay. So is there something you know that's in the offer? No. Expect good stuff. The next one out is the Seven of Cups. And what this is about is your life script. So it's kind of unusual you get such a heady profession because you're a guy who is very sensitive. You get life through your heart rather than you go through your head. You notice that? No. You remember back when you were a kid? You can you think back when you first were a sensitive kid? Because you've got an overlay on it. You put up this overlay which is intellect over the top of your easily influenced feelings. Now, can you think back when you were young? Well,
1: the problem is most kids are emotional and and feel that way. No,
5: not all kids are emotional, believe me. I've got five of them. And I can tell you that they're all different. This sensitivity to that sensitivity to that sensitivity. You were a very sensitive kid. And the reason that you went to your intellect is because you were so sensitive. So here's the way this script plays out. You are to learn about all the roles that you play in life. And yet not become one. You know what I mean? You have to learn about all the masks that you wear, and yet not become that mask. Simply know who you are behind that role: your father, your brother, your lover, your what have you. Behind that, there's you. Okay, all the time. It's not a. In other words, you don't become a fake. This is about all the gifts that you have yet to run This is about living your life with passion. This is the grand castle that's left This is about having a passionate life. This is about having the kind of spirituality that is grounded in reality. So you won't do well with this fairy fairy stuff, but something that is... something that's real, something that makes sense to you, and yet has a magical function that's what would work. Even if you don't have it now, that's what would work. So rationalizing the spiritual life is not going to work. But accepting the possibility would. This is about you evolving as a person. This is your creativity and sexuality, which are all tied up together. And this is about you celebrating who you are on a daily basis. The way you do that is before you drop off to sleep at night, You look back, and you take an assessment of the day, and you pick out the good thing. If you didn't step on the amp that day, for example. The thing that made that day special. Not some success in business, or some problem-solving, necessarily. But mainly, some kind of emotional connection. Got it? Yeah. Yeah. And this is... uh, those ten of rods, this is about your tendency, and by the way, this may harken back to when you were a very sensitive kid, you may remember that. You tend to take on everybody else's stuff. You're very sensitive to people around you. And the good thing is you're capable you can handle it. The bad thing is you do it. So you have to kind of be more discriminating about what you take on. But you take responsibility for you. Understand how it works? you become you become responsible for other people. Oh, this is my fault, this is my fault. I caused this that sort of thing. Or you feel somebody else's pain. You have to kind of back off from that sometimes. Not totally, but somewhat.
0: All right. Well, Ian, you're snickering. Go ahead and give some serious analysis. Well, you,
2: you you have to be grounded in reality, but believe all this crap. That's what I, I seriously heard him say. This. It's talking about how you, your spirituality needs to be grounded in reality, but now you have to believe in all this other crap. And you have to have an open mind to believe in it. Like, wait a moment.
0: Right. All right. So in terms of a cold reading, he was he was pretty vague he was fishing around but i noticed that he he seemed like he wanted to reinforce the the idea that you were a sensitive child he wanted you to he wanted you to cop to it essentially right he wanted you to reinforce that um, i did get the impression from early on he kind of knew you were psychic testing
1: oh he did and and here's because the thing
0: you that, said yeah. you made the point or you asked he asked you what you were doing there, and you said, I don't know, can you tell me?
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> it was worse than that because we were, we were in a gaggle in front of him, <laughs> shifting money around so that we could do this reading with him. It was, it was horrible. It, we made a huge mistake right from the get go. He knew yeah. what was up.
0: Well, you could have also gotten a clearer recording right off the bat by telling him something like, you know, I want to record this to make sure that I remember everything. You could have gotten him to actually participate in the recording.
1: Well, instead he, he... of recording him covertly no we didn't record it covertly we told him can we record this
4: yeah Yeah, and he used headsets anyways because he apparently is just a quiet talker he had headsets so that what i'm
0: saying is you could have gotten him to you could have gotten him to participate in the recording much better if you if you'd sold him something like you know we i just want to remember everything so that i've got your advice
1: you know why we chose him
0: why'd you choose him
1: he was the psychic for cynics
4: that's what it
1: okay. said on his table. Yeah. So that's, so that's why we chose him. And like, hey, you know, in, in this, so we, you know, we're in front of his, you know, his table and we're all, you know, I mean, it was, it was bad. He knew it was, a, he knew it was up from the get go. And so that's how the reading started. Right. And then he starts with this whole sensitive child stuff. And you know, most children are sensitive and they're sensitive about certain things. If they're not, they're psychopaths. And Misty told me that. That's true. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, when he, he had his sign up saying he was a psychic for cynics. Yes. Yes. Okay, did he spell cynics with a P? Because I, I'm I would like the symmetry of that if he did.
4: <laughs> no,
0: I'm
1: just saying it's it's but, a fair thing. So here's the thing: he goes through there, and it's just and it's and it's random gobbledygook, right? Um, and then you know, the yeah, he was, he was fishing thing. around. He was, yeah, he was
0: he was he had laid down cards. Yes, and I'm picturing the cards that he laid down there, and he was fishing. Based off the images that he had in the cards, which is a pretty common cold reading technique.
1: Yes, it is. That's how most of the psychics on the line did it. So, um, so expect good things. He tells me, Oh, well, how's your life going? I say, it's going good. Oh, well, it's, it's turning up. Expect good things. Oh, okay, great. You know, and that's typical kind of stuff. Make the, make the person getting the read feel good about what, about sitting there, right? Oh, hey, th- mm-hmm. things are, things are turning up. Things are, things are good for you. Um, Um, Well, and stating
4: the obvious as well. I mean, he's talking about your intellect overriding stuff. Well, yeah, you Work with geophysics. Of course, exactly. you have
1: intellect. Okay, there's the other thing, right? So the other thing is that I told him my job right from the start. You can make assumptions about me right from there about you know intellect and being a logical thinker and stuff like that. I think yeah. you could. I think you can move forward with that. No problem. And I, you know, I didn't want to tell him that, but on the other hand, you got to play the game a little. But I was trying to decide. How, I don't want to give him too much. And so I was very quiet, right? I was just letting him go through it. You know, this whole things are turning up, and then this thing about you know how I take stuff on from people around me, and you know, and so I was like, okay, I. I don't okay. See that.
0: Well, let me ask you: how much of how much of what he said to you seemed fair? How much of what he said actually? How much of what he said was actually right on the money? Th- let's disregard the fact that he was fishing around. He was saying vague stuff. How much of what he said was actually on the money?
1: Oh, I would say that I, I tended to be sensitive as a child, but I wouldn't say that I take on the stuff from people around me now. You know. Um, I, you know, I have no reason to do that for the most part.
4: Yeah, that's more of a habit of females to do that. So that would have been right. more accurate if he had been talking to a woman.
1: I'll tell you what, though, when I do, when at work, if if something's not working right, I will say, hey, listen, I'm not sure if I'm doing something right here. I think I'm missing something. And I'll take, because when I go and approach somebody with something, you know, that way they, they're automatically helping me. And I use it as a strategy to you, know, to, you know, to try and keep things, you know, moving and moving forward. You know, I, I try not to put blame on other people. And, uh, you know, I will I will happily say, hey, this might be my fault. How can we how can you know, how can we fix this? Right. But I, but I'm not necessarily I don't see that as I'm taking stuff on. Right. Because I'm really not taking it on. I'm just trying to, to solve a problem.
2: Doing right now is actually one of the things they want you to do. You're looking to try and find if anything fits. Exactly.
1: And that's, exactly. And, that's and that's what these psychic readers want you to do. They want you to later on try and fit these things in. And for the most part, I would say that this is very general and, that, and it could apply to uh, most of the people, many of the people that are sitting down in a psychic yes. fair. And so, they're going to want to buy into it. They're going to want to buy into it, right. And so, and so I, I, for me, it, it just seemed like, I mean, he was just moving forward and I wasn't giving him anything, so he just moved forward with it. You know, and, and, and really, as, as children, we are fairly sensitive about this. I, I mean, my kids are, and particularly about different things. And what's interesting, though, is that the things that I was sensitive about, later on, he's going to tell me how good at them I am and how natural they come to me.
4: Yeah, what he was doing is called the Barnum effect. It's um, the tendency of people to attribute what they're hearing to themselves, even right. though they're not realizing that it's attributable to a huge amount of the population.
1: And they've done a lot of statistics or well, a lot of these types of things where they'll give everybody the same reading, right, and say, hey, well, how much of it applied to you? And you find that the, uh, people will always find something, and that's what they will take away from and remember it. They'll miss you know, all the the miss is like you know the they, life is turning up expect good things um so and but i thought it was interesting it's like you know you take this stuff on from people around you that you know but the good news is you can handle it. the bad news is that you do it well if i can handle it wh- why is it also a bad thing so so it's so you know it's, it's giving both sides of it you know it, it, he wants to have it both ways yeah so All right. Well, he was
4: trying to do a hit or miss there. He was like, all right, well, if I say it both ways, I have a 50-50 chance of getting it right.
1: Right, exactly. And he does this a lot. Okay. Here's the next one. Well, continue on. All right. This is emotional feeding. That's
5: what this page of cups is about. You might need some of this. Somehow your heart needs some feeding. Your heart's very young. And that could be why you cover it up, because it feels tender. <laughs> You're a natural writer. don't you? Got a natural talent in your place. Not a bad idea to embark on it. Swords about writing strong blood. You can create anything. This Ace of Swords is about someone who's been gifted, born with that strong intellect, which gets you anything your heart desires. This is a very ambiguous card, this Rod's card, Rod's card. What it's about is saying that you've got a lot of spiritual gifts. Even if you don't believe it, you've got it. It also says that your life journey is pretty easy. You don't have a lot of difficult times in of It's a pretty, pretty easy, easy life. Here in the distance is the castle. That's the Grail Castle, the home of yourself. That's finding out who you are. It's a lifelong journey. But it's not a difficult journey for you. But it is a spiritual journey. Even if you don't believe it. Nonetheless, that's how it and, uh, plays out. Are you planning on a trip? No. The no. Page of Pentacles says that there's some kind of thing coming up, some kind of a journey. Not a big deal. I mean, it could be as simple as um, flying to California for a week. But some kind of a journey coming up and that Four of Swords is about you taking in information and letting in the you don't have to act on it but it's a time of taking in new information that's where you're at right now how does that fit into your life? I'm always trying to learn Yeah. is there something specific going on right now? Mm-hmm. Very creative. Don't need any armor. There's no armor in here except for the knight in repose. That's just about laying back and taking in. This says that you're very creative. You only need movable armor. That's what that shield is about. What kind of creativity do you about invest yourself in? Besides your job. I do web design.
1: Okay. You do. All right. So, I mean, more general ambiguous stuff. But, you know, so, I mean, this whole young heart thing, you know, that probably makes people feel good, too. Oh, I've got a young heart. So when are um, you going to
2: California now?
1: What's that? When are you going to California now? Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, the, the whole so trip I thing.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I'm 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 not going on any trip. I had there's nothing planned. No, and, no uh, he
2: just said you were.
1: I, exactly. You I, I know. But here's the thing. So here's here's, lunch, his, we do. here's his complete and total utter failure. You're a good writer. Yes, I'm
0: Mr. DeCessia. No, no, he didn't say good writer. He said you're a natural writer. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I, You know, he's, um, the, the way he's got that in there, he's both complimenting you on you're a natural writer, you are, you know, he, he's opening up something that maybe you've had thoughts of in the past, and he's
1: he's buttering you up at the same time. Well, he's trying, but, you know, good writer. No, come on. No, no, no. Ian was natural, natural named, writer. Na- Around you enough natural that you writer. picked up
0: a bit of his aura, and he was picking up on you. Know. <laughs> yeah, Ian
1: wasn't at the fair. Uh, it must have been Misty that he was picking up on.
4: Yeah, I guess. I'm a writer, so I don't know. Have, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean,
1: that was, I mean, a complete and utter fail on that one. Um, the, another more to, you know, you're a strong intellect. Well, I mean, I, I do do geophysics, uh, you know, so, okay. Um. You know, the, the, the psychic gifts, man, they love to tell people that they have psychic gifts. You tell that to everybody, you know, that I think that, I mean, cause, you know, that makes people feel good. Hey, you're part of the club. You know, we're, we're all psychics here and you too are, can be part of that club. You got a lot of psychic gifts. Your, your journey is a spiritual one. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, God even was, if you don't believe it, Brian. Exactly. Even if I don't believe it. And of course, that's because he knew we were skeptics right from the start. Um, yeah. you know, my life journey is easy. Not a lot of challenges. What is he? I mean, that, that is. Oh, absolutely bogus! Does anybody Yeah, really not have was, that was in his I life? thought that
0: was a little out there. You know, your life journey is easy. Not a lot of challenges. What card was he basing that
1: on? Oh, I don't know.
4: I bet you he was basing it off of your profession, thinking that you must make a lot of money in your profession, being a geophysicist.
1: Yeah, it ain't that good. <laughs> I bet
4: you it was a large assumption.
1: A <laughs> well, huge assumption. Um, what else? It? I mean, there. And then this, he's telling me about all the masks that I wear to protect myself. And then he's telling me that, that oh, that that they're, not uh, but not a lot of armor. Except for that Rod's card over there. But, you know, whatever. It's like, okay, keep going. So, I mean, uh, I don't know if this next part is where it uh, might go downhill from here. <laughs> I mean, but,
3: I mean, it, there is a lot of that, like you were talking about before. Everything is.
2: Did
1: you lose your thought? Did we lose Kim? Oh, nope.
2: Kim. Come back to us.
1: Sound like he had something important to say. She, I, I, you know what? She was on to something. I know she was.
3: I'm sorry. I hit the mute button by oh. <laughs> No, I was trying to say, um, you know, the language that he used made everything be like, uh, you know, all those misses were hits because if you were taking a trip, aha. If you weren't taking a trip, oh, it wasn't important. And I know he goes on. Soon, about how, you know, the cards are always right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. if they're so right, and this trip doesn't matter if you are having it or not having it, then why did it come up?
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, so. Yeah. So, I mean, it gets so, but it's pretty ambiguous. Everything that is, is pretty much 50 50. Either way, you can interpret it as, you it, know, you, know, right you, know or wrong.
0: you could easily say, oh, the, the trip was a spiritual one.
1: Well, we did, yeah. you know what? We did just yeah, get back great. from our asshole travel.
4: Yes. <laughs> So uh, well, he said you were going on a trip, not that you just came back from one. Okay, right. So
1: so yeah, so there's no trip. And uh, the other thing he said earlier is, "I get life through the heart." What the heck is that supposed to mean, anyway? You get what? Life through the heart. Oh, yeah.
4: You're a sensitive child. Apparently, So that's, yeah, that's exactly. why.
1: That's exactly what, where he's going with that, I think. I life start, you know, the me? the problem is that I've never been anybody else. So how am I supposed to know if I was more more sensitive than anybody else? I, I, I don't have anybody else's experiences to quantify that. And so it's it an is. ambiguous statement.
2: That's all that matters. He it's, knows it all. I, an, I've yeah. not been listening to him. He really sounds like he has all the answers and knows everything about you.
1: You're right.
4: Has anyone ever called you emo? Um,
1: no. <laughs> I have a child I call emo. <laughs> <laughs> uh All right. So, okay. Let's move on here. I think this might be Little weird. emo. Little emo. I think this is where it starts to get combative. Let's see.
5: What's your relationship with your dad? Well,
1: what is this saying? Well,
5: well that's what I'm asking. How's your relationship with your dad? It's fair. Fair. Why am I fair? We don't get along. Okay. Reasons.
1: <laughs> what is it telling you?
5: You've got to tell me. The card came up in order to provoke the response. Court-
1: so well, what is the card telling you? So the
5: card is saying, here's your dad. Okay. So I'm saying, I'm in relationship with You're saying, fair, it's an issue. It's an issue in you and the card would not come up. The cards come out at random, on with purpose. Okay? The cards come up and said, something going on with dad. So I'm saying to you, what's going on with dad? You say your relationship is fair, and I'm pursuing that line. So, my question is, how come it's only a there? What's the problem?
1: What is this? I mean, it's, it's not telling you anything more than that. No. Okay. no. I'm
5: asking you to tell me something more than that. Well, so it's like you're now. fishing. Is what, well, it's, sure. what you're doing. Absolutely. And, and so, so I mean, that's, that's,
1: that's cold reading techniques. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and of course, you know, as you can see, yeah. as you've already said, I'm not going to accept that very well. Why is that? So, I, I'd like to know what that what, what you're getting as far what as I'm now. getting
5: is that you have a problem with your dad.
1: But I oh. can not <laughs> Yeah,
5: the card okay. provoked the conversation. Okay. So I'm asking you if you want to
1: explore it. Um, uh, we don't speak in that particular Okay.
5: So it's, a, it's less than fair. It's really sure. very.
1: Well, no, it's fair. It's fair now that we don't speak.
5: That you don't speak. Okay.
1: Is that good? Yes, it's better. That you speak. Yes, I'd, I'd say that that's very good. Okay.
5: Well, that tells me quite a bit. Does okay. it tell you quite a bit?
1: Uh, what does that tell
5: you? It tells me that you have a very difficult relationship there.
1: <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. I, I didn't want to answer that question because it's a fork in the road. There's two ways to go with that. Either the relationship is good, and he can move on with that and how that relationship is good and important. Or I can say that relationship is not very good, and then he can go in to kind of where it went anyway. And maybe I should have just said that, but I didn't want to tell him too much, and it got combative. But not because I – I mean I, I, I'll i talk to whoever you know about the issues that I have with my dad. It's really not that big a deal to me to talk about that. Um, But I didn't want to tell him because if once you start doing that, they he didn't now, want to feed him. Right. I didn't want to feed him. And once you start, once I did that, it, I mean, the reading was over at that point. Anyway, once he brought up the, the, the father card, probably for most people, that's over. I bet most people can, you know, you know, talk about their father, you know, good or bad and and move on from there. And so it's a it's 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 an easy out for the psychic. Oh, and oh. so I did not want to feed him. But it gets kind of interesting. I don't know, Missy, what, what did you think of that, Misty. Ah, Missy? Well, Sorry. with
4: the whole Fowler thing, uh, a lot of people who are into weird beliefs, uh, metaphysics, things like that, a lot of them do have bad and insecure relationships with their parents. So that would be kind of a given for a lot of people that were there. But, and I'm sure that was his assumption. But in general, a lot of men do have issues with their fathers. Okay. You know, whether you want to say it's Freud or whatever, but. One way or another,
0: well,
2: everyone has something I, with their father.
0: I don't think it's necessarily Freud. I think it's the fact that a lot of the, a lot of the people who are adults right now, their fathers grew up in a different time and are not really very demonstrative, and the people who are who are adults now are in a culture where men are more demonstrative, so you've got this huge thing where you know you don't really bond with your father until you know you don't really you don't really bond with or come to understand your father until some sort of a there. huge revelation okay. takes place yeah
1: so I mean here's the deal so let me i mean my my mother and father divorced when I was young. My father was never really around. He never really, you know, made much effort to have anything to do with me. And at this point, we don't have a very strong relationship. And I, we've tried. It doesn't work. And I'm pretty comfortable with how that relationship is, actually, at the moment. You know, I mean, us not speaking really is better because when we speak, it's just we just don't have anything in common because I didn't grow up with him. And he's just not a person I know or would care to know if I met him on the street.
2: And you see right here, you you brought up your father. Yeah. You you have no problem talking about him. No. You're psych- psychic, he can go all sorts of directions. But I think everyone, you know, you bring, you bring up the father, good or bad. We all have memories of our father. We all have ideas of our father. I mean, in my case, it would have been um really weird because I my first question would be, okay, which father? Right. Uh, as you guys know, both Dale and Howard. And I I in you know a psychic reading, that was that's why I would ask which father, because in my mind, Howard's as much as the father of me as Dale. Everyone has something father. no matter what. I don't know anyone who doesn't have some father thing. But still, like I said, everyone has a father thing. I have two of them. I mean, you know, it, it, to me, that's one of the easiest things to ask. Like, okay, you want to try and get some, something out of someone? Oh, father, that came up. What's the significance of your father, good or ill? Everyone, if they're willing to talk, will have a story about their father.
4: Well, I I think it's a generational thing, too, because I, I bet there's a lot more people our age that have weird situations with their fathers because we didn't get to come out of that generation where the mother and the father stayed together forever and ever, and that was it. I mean, divorce rate is higher. You know, we're coming out of a totally different thing because it's just you know, a different generational right.
2: phenomenon. Yeah. Well, the father thing would go completely different direction because her parents did stay together, yet and I'm not going to go into too much detail, but they have some serious issues that at times he kind of wished they wouldn't have stayed together She so thinks it would have been better for her. So, you know, the yeah. father thing would go all manner of directions. Right.
3: Well, and it, as I think the point here is it's going to, regardless of what direction it goes into, it is most likely going to bring up an emotional connection. That's and you right. can do it with the mother just as easily as the father. Absolutely. You're going to get true. Info from somebody when you bring them up, because right. like you say, even if you have the best relationship, that's going to come
1: out.
4: Right. You right. should have told I'm, him you were a test uh, tube baby.
1: It was mentioned once and who we are talking about. I know exactly. So yeah, so, but even you know, there, it's the re- going to hit you. And if you are
2: believing in the stuff, you will talk about and let out and let him. Go whatever direction he needs to to make
1: you believe it. Right. Instead, I started pushing. And I, I, I don't think I'm going to play the rest of this. I think I can sum it up for you. Because you kind of see where it's going. And basically, you know, I, I, I started, you know, challenging him on things and trying, and, and trying to really push him. But he wouldn't go back to the cards. At that point, he had me. He had it. He had this emotional thing. And so he's like, you know, oh, I guess I do need to because he, he talks about how the, the cards are. Okay.
4: Your relationship. Yeah. With men we, and everything.
1: we, yeah. We got to play. Okay. We got to do it. I was going to try and stop, but I, actually, we, it, it's kind of interesting the, where he goes, I think. Right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, all right, I'll play. Okay, but I, I told you that. If I told you that. Yes,
5: and if you're going to have a difficult relationship with your father, you're going to have a difficult relationship with yourself. So that explains why feelings are squashed. Okay. So all of this that I'm telling you, what the cards are telling me, is that... The basis for all of this is this problem.
4: You don't have to do anything
5: about it. It's simply a commentary. Okay.
1: What else do you oh, want? I mean. right. I'd, I'd like to see what the cards are telling you about that relationship.
5: They're not telling me anything. It's simply provoking the conversation we're having. See, what okay. you're doing is you're testing.
1: I am testing, absolutely. Right. Yes.
5: And I'm not here to be tested. Why not? What I'm,
0: Okay, if he's not there to be tested, why is he the psychic for cynics?
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he basically just um, gave his whole spiel out. He's like, oh, well, the, the cards are there to elicit a response from you. Right. They're not telling me anything. All they're telling me is I should bring this up to get a response out of you.
1: Well, he says something interesting about the cards here in a bit. But yeah, so, I mean, I, there were some interesting points there. The idea that if you have a if you have a difficult relationship with your father, you have a difficult relationship with yourself.
4: What? Uh,
1: I I okay. I, I'm not sure what to do with that.
4: Um. Well, everybody's going to have issues that they have to work through if they have a difficult relationship with their father. But I wouldn't say it necessarily means you have an issue with yourself. I, or, I mean, whatever. Okay. Yeah.
2: I so.
0: think everybody has an issue with themselves. <laughs> I think everybody's got stuff that they got to work through.
4: Well, okay. Well, and it gets. Worse. Otherwise, it gets worse, there yeah. would be
0: no point in having. You know, your self past life regressed, so you can resolve all these things.
1: Right, and I did edit. I, I did edit some of this to to, um, to try and make it go a little faster. So there is are some things I, I didn't really take out anything that I thought I could release the whole thing. But for the podcast, uh, for this, I thought I would. I, I try to edit it, so I'm going to play the next little piece here.
5: Now, look. Here's the basic premise: You sit down, you shuffle the cards, they come out at random. But I tell you something: These cards are never wrong. I don't know why. Okay. I don't need to ask why the cards came up. They all came up with an appropriate.
1: Wow! Really? They all came <laughs> yeah, up right. with what? What did he say? Uh, they. Earlier, all... He said that they come out at random, but with a purpose. Right, random with a purpose, and that, and, but they're always they're always correct, and that, and they're never wrong. Well, I can point out several instances where they were demonstrably wrong, right? Yes. Uh, but yet. He wouldn't have seen it that way. He would have, you know, they, he would have tried to couch it in such a way that it was a hit. Um Yeah. And but he, but so this idea that they come out and they're demonstrative. No, he gets this idea though that this that this relationship is very tender because I don't want to tell him anything. And and so he and he pursues that. But the fact of the matter is that I will sit here and tell you everything if you want to hear it, right? But the cards didn't tell him that he wasn't psychic enough to know that actually I don't have a problem talking about it. So there you go, another miss. Yeah. And the cards are never wrong. But he but he can be. The cards might be not the cards might be right, but he is, he he can be wrong, but the cards are always right. Is kind well, of Well they're right
4: even if you don't know it.
1: Right. Yes. <laughs> Just I hope that this isn't the same one again.
5: Now, look, here's the basic premise. I'm simply saying that since there is a problem in that relationship, mm-hmm. I'm saying that it's affecting all of your relationships.
1: Okay. And don't
5: you want to do something about that in yourself?
1: How is it affecting my relationships? I'm asking
5: you. It's bound to. You know, if I had a bad relationship with my father, which I did initially, then I'm going to have a bad relationship with all men in my life because my father is the primary male that I'm learning from, and I'm going to have a bad relationship with my kids because I'm their father. And that's the model that
1: I'm following. Doesn't that make sense? So then I should have a bad relationship with all the men in my life. You
5: would have a problematic relationship with all men in your life if you have a bad relationship with your father that's not the Yes, okay. It's a given. It's a, given. It's a if, given. If a woman has a bad relationship with her mother, she's going to have a bad relationship with her father. It's just... way It is. Mm-hmm. If you will, it's sound
1: psychology. Okay. Well, then I would say that I don't have bad relationships with the men in
5: women. Okay. Good. That, that would be, I would say, almost a word. Okay. Because I worked in the men's movement for a long time, and I will tell you quite frankly, I never saw anybody who had a bad relationship with his father who had a good relationship with me. Okay. Never. So you would be uncannily... Okay. In that regard. So I congratulate you that's true. Okay.
1: To the extent that he goes on to say that he would challenge from that.
4: And I, not only is he psychic, but he's also a psychologist. Well exactly that was pseudo
1: psychologist yeah. nonsense. Yeah, exactly. So I, I thought that was I thought it was quite funny because I, I would say that I have normal relationships with men.
4: Well, he's not very observant because he had just seen you standing in front of him with a, a group of, of mostly men. It was mostly guys was. in our group, just yeah. a couple of women.
1: And they were handing me money. Yeah, and they were
4: Oh, that's the kind of relationship. Oh, Jesse oh. just came
1: out of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know really what his normal relationship is. We're not going really into details. Oh, guys, terrible.
0: So, what card did he come up with that gave him the father issues?
1: Uh, the Emperor. Okay. So, when you were doing readings, how did you read the Emperor?
0: Um, doesn't necessarily have to be the father. I would say it is a. It could be. Anybody who is a powerful powerful force in your life that is, you know, could be either beneficial or it could be negative.
1: That's even more godly would, than he gave me.
0: No, I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I would actually have to. When I was doing readings, I would base I would base what I said to the person off of Very what accurate. impression. No, actually, no, I'd base okay. it off of what reaction I had when I looked at the card. if I saw it, if I glanced at it and it seemed negative to me when I looked at it, if it seemed if it seemed um painful or 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 beneficial or in context of the other cards. If it seemed uh, negative or it seemed positive,
1: I would go with whatever I saw there. Okay. But what's interesting about it, though, is that up until this point, I mean, I wasn't really giving him anything. He clearly was not making a lot of hits with me. He needed a home run. And based on everything we've said about fathers, that was the way to go with that card for for the home run. Yep. Yeah. And so, and so that's where he went. And he probably would have done that with most people there at the fair because he wants to make that home run because he wants to bring you back for another reading. You know, he really wants to, to, to get you, you know, to come and talk to him later so he can get more money out of you. Yes, he's lonely. He's lonely. And I'd have to
0: say also, I think that he was reading the cards. He wasn't reading his own instincts.
1: Well, he so he was if reading that's his the case, instincts. then he
0: wasn't really being psychic. He was, you
1: know, Stealing cards. Well, but he started but he does out. He
4: doesn't have very good instincts. Yeah, he
1: doesn't. And the other thing, he did start out by he knew we were skeptics. He at least was able to go that far with the with the beginning of the card reading, you know. So he, I mean, I don't know. I haven't had I, I've had other readings right from other psychics, but I always knew them. So this was the first time I had done a psychic with some a reading with a psychic that I didn't know. But what's interesting here is that he he deferred and and I've heard other psychics do this. They defer everything back to the cards.
4: Aren't there not psychics that do readings without cards?
1: Yeah, there are. They and so when people would call the line, they would ask for a clairvoyant. I want to talk to a clairvoyant uh, because they're the ones that are supposed to be able to see the future and stuff like that. They didn't just want a card reader, and probably for a lot of the reasons that you know we just demonstrated here, that you know it's just it, it, you know it's a constant crutch for them. They don't need to be psychic because the <laughs> cards are going to tell them what to do.
4: That's what I was saying. If psychic ability is real, I would think tarot cards are like a cop out, the wisest right. way out.
1: I yeah I would I would tend to agree with that but most people aren't confident enough in their cold reading skills um to just sit back and do that without the without the cards we had a couple that were and they were and they were quite good cold readers and they would get a lot of callbacks even if they used cards they were far more comfortable with their clairvoyant abilities I'd say yeah
0: so well I remember um and you know who I'm talking about yeah, here I'm not going to use his I'm not going to use his name on the air but um you remember Mr uh Mr let's call him Ken Okay, let's call him Ken, Mr. Conspiracy though, who would sit there and say, "You know, I think she's lying to you." Oh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, or- well, okay, well, even worse. We we had another psychic on the line, and this is this is aside, but he would when he was having doing these readings, he would put the person on mute them. Uh, mute himself, and he would start saying gobbledygook. Like you know, you're getting to that age where you really ought to think about euthanasia. <laughs> <laughs> didn't <laughs> he one time r- forget to mute himself? <laughs> he forgot to mute himself one time. <laughs> I didn't think it was the last time he did shit like that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I yeah, and well, and we we had another gentleman who who didn't seem to have a lot of personality when you would just go up and talk to him. But man, he could keep people on the phone, and he just did numerology. But he could, man. He could keep him on the phone, but he didn't get a lot of call backs. So, yeah. So, I mean, that was overall. Yeah, that's
0: the one you're going to refer to as Ken because it was white. That's one.
1: I was thinking that. That's where you're going. Yeah, that's Ken. I, I, you, you, I know who you're talking about. Mr. Conspiracy, too, though. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He was really good at that. He was. <laughs>
4: Well, what frustrates me is what you guys are talking about—the horrible manipulation that goes on—and then like with this guy where we recorded, he was saying, "This is solid psychology." You know, who's going to know if he is full of crap? Because it's not like there's a lot of people out there studying the theories of you know relationships. With fathers.
1: Well, well, fortunately for me, I had a psych- I had somebody who had studied psychology with me.
4: Yes, Yes. I came armed.
1: I came armed, but not that I needed help to realize that that was bunk. This idea that if you have a bad relationship, you're—I mean, that is—that you'll have a bad relationship with all men. I mean, give me a break.
4: And, and your children.
1: And did you hear all of the anecdotes, or all, all the uh, logical fallacies, the um, you know, the appeal to authority? Because he was an older gentleman. He, I mean, it was appeal to authority. Um, you know, when he was talking about the sensitive kids. Oh well, I have five kids, and they're not all sensitive. Believe me, because I have five of them. I. I have, yeah. You know.
0: Well, and of course you gotta you gotta you gotta trust your elders, Sonny. Yeah. Exactly. Right.
1: Well he was yeah, talking about there, how pardon.
4: you're a rare case as well as far as being able to have decent relationships with other people. Yeah. You're saying, Oh well, you know, that's rare or something along those well, lines.
1: Well he told yeah, he said it would be a miracle if that was the case. He so basically he called me a liar is what he Yeah. Said. He called me a liar. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, I'm you're so hurt. I, I feel I'm very I'm getting feeling very I'm getting beklemped. <laughs> <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that was fun. It was actually a good time. I had a good time. I know it sounded combative there and it was because I didn't want to give him anything. It wasn't because I didn't want to talk to him about it. Well, I didn't because I wanted him to be psychic. But he wasn't.
4: Next time we definitely have to go to somebody that's not using tarot
1: cards. Right. And we can't and we can't prime him first by, you know, by huddling as a gaggle in front of him.
0: Yeah, but you know there are some very good tarot card readers out there.
1: Absolutely, but then that and that's who we need to, you know, we need to seek them out but at 20 bucks a pop i mean yeah, it's it, you know it's expensive to go around but ultimately they're just doing cold readings and and he was a poor cold reader but there are some very good ones out there so we just i mean i'm sure that we no actually think
0: i think I, I think i'd have to disagree with you really? on that. i think he was actually a fairly decent cold reader i just i just don't think I think that you weren't giving him the feedback that he needed, and okay. he couldn't go from he couldn't go from there. Well,
1: that's But I think true. he was a
0: fairly decent cold reader to start off with. He
1: might have been if I had given him more. And so, he, one of the thoughts he, I've if had, he'd had more to work with, yeah. he could have drawn you in. That's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah, I don't know. May, maybe I didn't give him enough a chance. But I, I, I wonder though, what I would like to do is come up with kind of a, a general background of a person and give that to a person and have them give that to every cold reader and then record them and see what we come back with if we get if by giving them the same. Information, if we always get the same cold reading, I think would be interesting.
0: Um, come up with a fictional background based on a gestalt of a number of characters. That's what I want to do.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of my idea of what I'd like to pursue, and maybe we can do that through the IIG. Um, you know, so because I think if you give everybody the, the same kind of information and, and tell everybody the same types of things, I'll bet you get the same feedback back from them.
4: I don't know. I don't know because I, I can imagine that there's a lot of their own bias and their own okay. perspective.
1: You're probably right. Yeah. Maybe. And so, but that would be interesting to, to at least try and see what we come up with.
4: It would be interesting if we could find enough guinea pigs, I mean, people that would <laughs> be willing to do that.
1: I don't know. It, maybe we can come up with enough money through the IAG to do something like that. That might be inter- an interesting, you know, case study and we might be able to get it published. We'll make Karen write it up. Huh. Not me. Not the natural writer. We don't want the natural writer touching anything. All right. I, I,
4: I don't know. Every time I've tried to get people to do stuff like this, they get very um, suspicious. Do they? Yeah.
1: Well, who gets suspicious? The people that you're doing it to?
4: Yeah, like the psychics or yeah. The, yeah. the Wiccans or whoever you're trying to study. They automatically get suspicious and the conspiracy theories start and everything. Yeah. I wonder if we
1: go in and we tell them, listen, you know, we, we'd like to you to do a reading for this person. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, tell them that, you know, we're skeptical, but this person really would like to have the reading. Well, of course, I don't know. See, now you're giving them too much information. I don't know. We'll discuss it. <laughs> okay. No. Nice All right. All right. So let's move on here. Um, Because I, I uh, and we are we are definitely at an hour that took the whole show. Our announcements right. and that. So but I, I'd like to move forward with some of the other stuff we got. How do you guys feel? Well, we why don't we move until next week,
0: or not next week, but the next podcast? Well, we've got a good doc. That way, we've got a good document to start
1: off with. Oh well, let's do this. I because you guys, there's some other things in here that I think we can cover. Okay. Uh, like well, because Kim's got one in there, and we can talk about the Dr. Oz stuff if if you guys want. And then Ian can expose religious fundamentalists in the U.S. Please,
4: Ian, don't expose yourself. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm glad you added that second part.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in the end. <laughs> Ian's going to expose himself to us. So why don't we move on to Kim's story?
3: Okay, the uh, brain scan? Yeah, please. Okay. Um, yeah, I just found this uh, this today as a, a tech article. I thought it was kind of neat. Uh, there's apparently um, a new app for a Nokia phone, and I'm not sure why it only works on that one, but that's what the article says. And uh, basically, it allows you to, to use a... Um, an EEG headset and do your own brain scans at home. You know, we, we looked at Dr. The, the, the Lizard had uh, a bunch of brain scans in his YouTube presentation we went over. I guess a few episodes ago and I'm always interested in you know seeing how these things work but what this is basically doing what I thought the interesting part is just the the movement of technology we're getting into an age where this kind of stuff instead of having to go into a lab in a very artificial situation to see what how your brain reacts you know thinking certain things and stuff the more this technology is available to your average user I think it's going to provide some really fascinating things and It'll be interesting to see what what kind of uh, things are used in this. You know, what what could come of this? Just a greater data collection, a cheaper, certainly data collection, and just all that more information in non-laboratory settings, Does while it not say, rigorous. Go ahead. Did it say
4: how the brain waves were measured? Like what kind of device they were using to measure it? It's a it's a headset. Yeah, EEG headset. My okay. concern
0: is does, if your phone runs out of batteries, does that mean the brain scan shuts off too? Can I, and if so, does it take the it take the brain with it?
2: Well, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I have, that would I definitely be the stuff. Actually, um, We've seen this technology. Up. I have a toy. It's yeah. called um, what is it, the Jedi It's thing. the Jedi thing, yeah. Jedi. yeah. yeah. And it, it's basically exactly what brain waves it monitors. I mean, you put it on and it. Picks up one kind of brainwave that makes the ball move higher. The more you focus in that area of your brain. Okay, but here's the problem.
1: I, 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 this kind of stuff makes me nervous. And it's and it seems like it's a fun thing, but how how is what are how are people going to misuse this? Because most people one do not know the brain well enough to know what this stuff yep. means. Who's exactly. going to be doing the interpretation? I, I'm. I, I mean, I think it's fun, but I think that this can be abused too easily. Not the toy like what Ian's doing, but like this where you actually have the brain scan and it's trying to show, and how accurate could this thing really be? I mean, these EEGs have a lot of probes on your head. How many probes does this have?
4: Exactly. And, well, not only that, there's people that are PhDs that misinterpret EEG results. How are these people with no training whatsoever and even reading the results? How are they going to make a logical assumption on what it's saying? Right.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And and it scares me that people will.
3: Uh, No, Well, I mean, I, I think you're going to see, you know, you're going to probably see these at the metaphysical fair in a few years, you know, as they get cheaper. <laughs> oh, and people can tell you, you know, oh, I see your, you know, your psychic abilities lighting up the screen right here. Okay. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't fear this kind of stuff. I think I think more technology, you know, yeah, <laughs> will there be some abuse? Sure. But I, I can't, I don't see a major drawback to okay. it.
2: All right. Well, that's how this kind of stuff works. People here, will lose everything.
4: So. I'm going to give
1: you a major drawback. Gateway to Scientology. Scientologists are going to be ah. using this. Yeah, thing.
4: there you go. Well, <laughs> and not only that, it being made a mockery of because there's a lot of times that there are valid, you know, advances made technology and it gets in the hands of wrong people and then it starts becoming a joke. Right. That's what I'm
1: like there's stress meters. <laughs> there's an actual use for that, but they abuse it.
4: Yeah, that was from the uh, galvanetic skin response. Right. machines which is a valid psychological tool but now it's made for something ridiculous and anytime you bring up oh well this is what it tests they're like oh it's ridiculous I can go buy that at Spencers or something
1: right so I don't know it but it is cool I thought it
3: was nito Kino it is Nokia. not that I'm gonna buy the Nokia n 900
1: no and that phone's going away anyway and it has um, is that that's the um that's their Linux- based operating system phone which didn't do so well and but because it is Linux based it should be portable over to the Android platform and it's probably written in well if they wrote it in Java hopefully it's written in Java. So well there's everybody. a thing
4: called the God helmet that if you spend enough bucks you can get a pretty uh, accurate EEG machine um, but it's supposed to make you experience a uh, different spiritual phenomena <laughs> <laughs> so it's is like that the, the, the
3: sub, sub the sub audio stuff?
4: Um, no, it's, it's, um, it's an actual device with magnets that you set on your head. The more money you spend, the more magnets you get. And it's, it's bombarding your brain with EMF. And it's based on Michael Persinger's research that it will make you think you're experiencing God or ghosts oh. or whatever. And if you spend enough money, you can get the software that will actually measure your brain waves at the same time. And I'm sure it's better than this thing. Is
1: that the one that are also influencing people to either tell a lie or tell the truth?
4: Uh, no, 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 no. No, okay. it's, um, I'm not familiar with that, but I know it's different. This is just to... Oh. That's a lot of theory of where haunted locations come from is that if there's enough EMF, it makes people fearful or think there's somebody standing next to them when there's not. stuff like that. They call okay. it the god helmet. Okay. Now, if so- I get something
0: called the god helmet, I want it to give me actual godlike power. <laughs> exactly. Let me honor.
4: All Preferably,
0: right. it should be something tall and squarish and make me look something like Galactus. Okay.
1: Can we talk you about Doctor Oz now? You want to talk about what now, Doctor Oz? Yeah, yeah, I, I prefer it. not to. Would you prefer not to? Come on, he's a favorite whipping boy. All right,
0: let's talk about Dr. Oz. All right.
1: So, I, I don't know. I, I read through the article. It looks like so that they took samples of apple juice and they sent all these samples to a lab that they had tested that they found had high concentrations of arsenic in them. But one of the problems, there's a couple of problems with what they did. One, they sent everything to one lab. Two, they were only looking at for total arsenic and not for just the toxic forms of arsenic. And as we know from different um, um, like with uh, um, what do I want to say mercury, there's methylmercury and ethyl mercury. And ethyl mercury our body is quite quite capable of disposing of and methyl is the one that is toxic to us. So they looked at they looked at these and they only reported the levels of total arsenic and not just whether or not they were the, the the harmful versions or one that we could metabolize. And so they so then they they release all this and so people start to ask these questions and and there's some claims that you know well it said what was it somebody else took and did samples and and found that it was much lower. So I guess Doctor Oz is being investigated for this. What what you guys get from this article?
0: Oh, well, He's being I criticized. I read
1: it on. Oh, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say he's definitely being criticized for it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as being investigated, maybe not.
1: Okay, so he's just being criticized for for the the study that he proposed, and and maybe and the results not being very fair in the end. And he made some definite um, definite flaws
4: in the study. What kind of a doctor is this, Doctor Oz?
1: Doctor Oz, um, that's a good question. I know that he has patients. He, yeah. I, he's, he's an MD of some sort.
4: Oh, is he an MD? I think so.
2: Um, that's it's a good a question. Creative doctor, you can't put too much faith in. This. He's got, he's got a,
1: he's got the Oprah seal of approval. So you know he's got to be good. Well, you
0: know, if Oprah says so, then yeah, he's fine. Yeah.
4: Well, now that Oprah isn't around, he probably needs some other way to make it, uh, make his name known. So right. he's going for something sensationalistic like this.
1: Well, he's a, Kimberly. I mean, yeah. Kimberly, she's around. No, that was that was Misty.
0: Oh, Just Misty, she's around. Person.
1: Yeah. She has a magazine.
3: She has a whole channel
1: now. No, no. I mean, da, da, Oprah made Dr. Oz famous. That's how we, That's how he got his TV show. Yes. And he's been around for a while. He, he's, I mean, he's, he's constantly talking about CAM and alternative treatments and stuff like that. And, um, Dr. Novella was on his show and he, I thought he did a pretty good job of, um, of taking on, um, the claims that he was making. But of course, he didn't really get to say as much as he would have liked and he didn't get the last word in. But, and so it really didn't come off quite as good as a, um, well, it wasn't going to. I mean, cause Dr. Oh. Oz is going to promote what he's going to promote.
0: I find it interesting here that he's talking about arsenic and apple juice. The FDA has been testing this for years, and they only test more extensively if there's more than 23 parts per billion of arsenic in the apple juice. And they've tested all the brands that he's had tested and they haven't found any significant
1: amounts, right? So, and so the the so now we have to question the lab. He only sent things to one lab, so he doesn't have any um other ways to verify what uh, what he's coming up with. So the, we've seen this before. Labs will be um the the lab itself could be infected. And so and so the readings are not reliable. So maybe that, that particular lab, for whatever reason, the equipment or something, is is reading higher levels of arsenic than are actually there. Well, and,
0: well in addition, it looks like they also performed uh, – the FDA performed tests on samples of apple juice from the same lot that yielded the highest level of arsenic in Dr. Oz's investigation. And the rate, results ranged from two parts per billion to six parts per billion. Which is low. Now,
4: is he saying is it extremely high, or is it high in comparison to what's allowed by the FDA?
1: You know, he's saying it's higher than what the FDA allows. I think, but it's it's the way that he's reporting it. He's not report. He's reporting total arsenic, which is what they do on the first pass when they test the, when they test the apple juice. They do an initial test for total arsenic. If it is higher than twenty three parts per million, that's the number. Then they'll do a test for the different different types of arsenic to make sure that it's not a poisonous type of arsenic. But it has to reach a certain level of total arsenic before it's even a problem. Apples are going to have arsenic in them. There's just, there's just no way around it.
4: Our drinking water has a ton of arsenic in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, and it's a problem if you're in Globeville, right? I mean, because, because <laughs> they, they, I mean there was a toxic release there, but the rest of us, nah, not so much. Well, yep. But well, here's the problem. Okay. That
0: two to six parts per billion in mm-hmm. there is actually far more lethal than the 23 parts per billion. <laughs> homeopathically speaking oh well you know
1: that's okay. an excellent point and and that stuff is getting shook up all the time so it's probably getting more and more potent and then probably the concentration and then rehydration of apple juice probably makes it even more but potent.
2: No, but wait a minute. Doesn't the homeopathy work the other way? So the arsenic actually is going to um, energize the kids and make them live longer.
1: If there's large, if the, if
2: the portions are large, That's right. Yeah. The apple juice
0: oh. arsenic is going to make them oh. immune to
1: other arsenic. It's going to counteract it.
2: Yeah, isn't that how the homeopathy works? You put the stuff in that causes it and that'll
1: it cause de- the opposite effect? It depends on who's making it up that week. Oh, well, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ian, last one. Let, let's okay. uh, let's expose yourself.
2: Oh, well, I expose myself every podcast. Just you guys aren't lucky enough to see.
1: That's right, podcasting nude from his basement.
2: <laughs> okay, exposing religious fundamentalism in the U.S. I think we've all seen this trend, and um, with the recent T.O.P. Um, debates going on, it seems to be popping up quite a bit, but um, this article talks about you know, what we're seeing. And actually, you read through it, it's also talking about a lot of stuff we've covered here on the podcast in the past. Um, You know, like the rewriting of history that was going on in Texas with the textbooks and stuff. A lot of the, you know, um, censorships that we've talked about and stuff like that. This actually goes into that being part of a bigger pattern to um, kind of try and control society to an extreme. And so reading through this, you know, even trying to be open-minded and, um you know, say, okay, how much is this conspiracy theorist and how much, you know, actually has some stuff backing it. We, we've we talked about so much stuff in the podcast in the past that felt like it, this, you know, fit right together with what this was going with. Which, yeah. you know, I, I try not to be a conspiracy theorist. I, I really try and stay with some of this stuff. So going into this article, look, you know, it does feel like a fair amount of conspiracy theorists. but at the same time, we we've seen some of these patterns happening, and I think there is a body in the U.S. trying to um, cause some of this to happen, and this goes through um, you know wars inside. It, it, it's actually it's a long article. It, it's a really good sized article, but it has a lot of good knowledge in it, and. Um, I, I don't know
1: who has read the whole thing.
4: It seemed to talk a lot about Dominionism, right?
1: Right. Yes. Which is a, which is well, uh, Rick Perry is high. associated with them, and they believe that Jesus can't come back until the Christians take over the government. Yeah, there right. was a
4: point of inquiry podcast about yeah. that. It's it's very interesting. They have a, a what is it called? Demon deliverance centers yes. supposedly in every state. We should go find one. We should that that is something we should do. Yeah.
2: But it, yes, it, it's very political. It goes off on the Tea Party and stuff. But like I said, it it, it gives you an idea of what some of the stuff they seem to be promoting has led to in the past. It talks about um, the religious wars and how deadly they are and how crazy it is and how Europe, for the longest time, just was nonstop religious wars because of the mentality that some of these people are trying to promote. And you know, it, it's kind of scary that you know, they, they want to take us back to that level.
0: I think we need a grassroots organization to register all the atheists in the country. <laughs> and then we need to make it so that only atheists can vote for political office. Because, <laughs> you know, separation of church and state.
4: Uh, well, right. what's scary about them especially is that they don't believe in just one political ideology. They try to have uh, candidates in their pocket from both sides. Right. They would All they, the time.
1: Yeah. They want to win either way. Yeah. They're trying to advance an agenda, definitely. Well, so are we. Yep. All right. So – um, we have Misty with us tonight, and we're going to put her on the spot because uh, Misty has a podcast coming out uh, called "The uh, Curious Skeptic." And so, Misty, why don't you tell us a little bit about the podcast and when we're finally going to be able to hear this gem?
4: Well, it's it's going to be a magnificent magnificent piece of work, so it's going to take a while. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you can't rush genius. Um, well,
2: so it's what- not going to be thrown together piece of crap like our
1: podcast.
4: And, uh, hey, don't say that. Hey, hey, hey,
1: don't <laughs> insult both our listeners.
4: <laughs> no, it's, um. I'm very curious, but I'm also, uh, I actually can truly say that I try to be scientific. I, I do have a degree in psychology and one day we'll have a PhD, hopefully. So the purpose of my podcast will be to look at all these different things that I find myself being curious about, and then getting my um, interpretation through the eyes of psychology, hopefully, and whatever else I can drum up. And uh, I'm not going to try to be insultive. I don't want to be insultive to people's beliefs, but I will try to put a rational lens on it. So that's going to be the main idea of it. So it'll be a lot of what you guys look at, uh, like the metaphysical fairs and healings and things like that. But I want to find the real reason of why it happens the way it does. Why does it work on people? Why is it still around? Things like that. So
1: you're going to be more objective and not just a bunch of hacks.
4: <laughs> no, it's not. It's not being hacked. I just don't want to. I just don't want to discount people's beliefs because people's beliefs are valid um, to a certain extent mm-hmm. uh, for their own experience. But I um I want to try to make sense of it for everyone involved, hopefully. And every once in a while, it would be mostly just myself. But every once in a while, my best friend Sarah, she is also um, a believer, I guess you could say, and she will be giving that perspective. In contrast to my saying everything is a bunch of crap, <laughs> you know
1: what? the Okay, I, I'm going to say because I've actually listened to it. I'm going to say that that she she may be a believer, but she's still pretty rational.
4: She is, and I think that's why her and I get along. Yeah. So she can say that she uh, will accept the possibility of these things, and some of the things she holds on to, um, regardless of what science says. But uh, she's still pretty tries to be rational and, and logical about it.
1: Yeah, she she wasn't, you know. Uh, like a loony believer. She wasn't. I mean, she wasn't a woo merchant, a woo merchant, if if you will.
4: No, no, she's not. Oh, no. There are some things that no matter how much I I speak to her about them, she's like, no, no, I'm not going to listen. I I think it works, and she has her experience with them. So, but you know what? I I got to give people that if they try something and they weigh the evidence and they still think that it works for them, well, you know, who am I to say that it doesn't?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. so. Well, we'll be looking forward to you publishing that podcast.
4: Eventually, yes.
1: Eventually. Come on. You just got to jump in and do it.
4: No, I don't. Well, I'm waiting on the music right now. Aww. That's all I'm waiting on. My my music director is being slow, so hopefully eventually maybe about a week.
1: Go find something from George Robb. <laughs>
4: okay. I'll just He'll let you
1: use really. it. He, no, no problem. He'll let you use it. I'll, I'll bet you. Okay. Go buy the album and say, hey, I want to use this for my podcast. Can I? Who
4: is George Robb?
1: George Robb? Robb? You don't know who Robb is? Oh, man. Go check out the Geologic podcast.
4: Okay. Yeah. So it's a friend
1: of yours? No. Well. Oh. Well, no. I'm sure if we met, you know, I'd say vibraphone, and we'd be, you know, all, you know, shaking hands, and and, and uh, I can you know, he, he's everybody's friend,
4: right, Kim?
3: Uh, I guess so. Although I heard you didn't have a very good relationship with men, so
1: I don't oh, know true. if that'll work for
4: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Was to that sh- the guy's at Skeptikamp in Colorado Springs? No, no, no. He lives oh. um,
1: in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he has a band called the. Uh, G- uh,
4: not the the baby, Philly Funk's
1: Authority, and then he has the Geologic um, Orchestra, and he has the Geologic Podcast, and it's so it's Geo's Logic. So yeah, so it, it it's funny. He's a songwriter. He's a comedian. Um, yeah, he's he host- a funny guy. Yeah, he hosted Tam this year. There's a lot of good stuff from that. Um, funny guy.
4: Cool. Excuse
1: and me. and his songs are all skeptical. And I imagine that if you found one that inspired you, that you could ask him about.
4: Okay, I'll have to do that okay. because. I can't or, wait for or
1: I will find something for you.
4: <laughs> okay, you're like I'll just do it. <laughs> Come on, it was it was
1: good. It was a it was it, it was it was a good listen. It was far more um, studious than my podcast.
4: Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> go ahead say
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try. Uh, you know, that's why that's why Eric is here because you know, whenever we need biology stuff, you know, we we call upon him for his expertise, and we'll be calling upon yours expertise as well.
2: Hey, we <laughs> openly admit no, we don't know what that we're talking no, about. No, you
1: no, know, we yeah. Anyway, so thank you for joining us. It was it was a pleasure. Thank you, Ed, and uh, to our other brain, Eric. Thank you for joining us. Uh, what now? <laughs> 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 and to the rest of the cells, thank you for being with me. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <Promptory>. <laughs> nice. That was perfect. That was excellent. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Good
4: night. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com to send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com Other contact information can be found on our website.
1: You can leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics Podcast at 720-295-7785 Music for this podcast was provided by OFM. To find out more about OFM, go to MindSpace.com forward slash OFMHQ. This podcast is released under Creative Commons, no Derivatives 3.5 license. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast.
0: Amateur Skeptics website, Facebook, and podcast album art is provided by and copyright Shadow Knight Digital Fortress. Larger prints or custom pieces are available upon request.